welcome to the Rosecast, AB. Yes, sir. It's been a while, been two weeks. Boys are back in town. How you feeling? Feeling all right, Rem. Feeling what, all what's right. The, what's the long, inquisitive pause for? Listen, this is just a throw-in episode, in my opinion. Oh, coming straight with the heat, right out of the gate. <laughs> just, just threw this in before the big two-night special next week. The two night special, say, the the coming up next week on the Bachelorette saved this episode of the Bachelorette. I think yeah. we can all agree. That's what we're looking forward to: the Kenny Lee two on one date. I feel like the episodes before the two on one dates are always seem like fillers. They're always build up episodes. To be fair, they are setting it up. If you just did a random two on one and didn't have this this episode, if you just had. You know, Lee and Kenny going on a two-on-one date this episode, it'd be like, all right, well, those two didn't have any drama. Now they've they've set it up. It's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime episode. and You don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be explosive. It's going to be explosive. And they've kind of tricked me. Earlier in the, the season, I said, there's no way Kenny gets, like, punched and he's bleeding. That's That was just a date. Thing. Yeah. He's bleeding from something, Rim. It's not a, it's not a fake thing. He's he got does, us. Does Lee smash a bottle over his head? That's what I ended the last night's episode <laughs> thinking. Listen, they got us hooked back in. They you got right. You're right. We both were like, no way, that's blood because the blood is like mad red too. It looks yeah, it's like super ketchup. red, folks. That could be real blood that's, coming from his eye. That's real blood. What what other situation? You don't do like an acting thing in a two on one. No, this is real blood. These guys come to blows. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so overall, you weren't a big fan of this episode. It was a dead episode. It was a filler episode. We're still going to recap the shit out of it, though. So if you're listening, don't think that the Rosecast episode recap is going to be a dud. The Rosecast episode is going to be better than the actual episode. That's a fact. I feel like that's usually the case, and I want to toot our own horn, but I don't know. Just yeah. me. One man's opinion. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the cocktail party. Party, in quotes. Was not much of a party, AB. A drama. The testosterone is finally coming out. Starts off where we left off last episode with Eric giving the classic. At some point during every season that I've seen, one of the contestants gives the you do you, I'ma do me speech. Great line. This, this week it was Eric. What do you got on uh what do you got on Eric kind of chiding the group, or at least half the group that was paying attention? I I don't like it, Rim. I don't like it. Even the you're not here dating me line, you weren't a you weren't a fan of you didn't think this was a positive event for Eric? <laughs> Absolutely not. He's making enemies in the house. I don't even know if he is though. It seemed like everybody agreed with his stance. He was basically just mostly coming at Lee and there were other guys standing around and he addressed them as a group, but That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't I, I think what I'm saying here is reflective on I don't really fuck with Eric, the dude. No. No. He seems super immature. Um, dumb, as we saw in the spelling bee. Very dumb. <laughs> and he's not right for Rachel. And he, and he gets he goes from zero to 100 way too fast. Like, yeah, that's true. chill out with the, the whole house speeches. Uh, instead of giving my opinion, I'm going to say I agree with everything you just said. He's dumb and immature and chill out <laughs> with the house speeches. That's Eric in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, I got some Eric jokes later, though. Let's just zoom right to Lee being a prick because this is what the first like three segments of the show consisted of was was Lee being a jerk at the cocktail party. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm interested in overanalyzing his word choices and oh, yeah. spinning it so that he sounds a racist. Are you down with that? I'm that 100% you do? down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, first, he said, I don't care about those other people. Mm. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> Traffic Thunder fans will get that reference. So, you know, other people, I don't know, those people kind of, who knows, what, what do you mean? <laughs> he also said, I'm going to have problems with some of the guys here. Which which ones, Lee? What what guys in particular? You're talking, uh, you're talking maybe Eric, Josiah, Kenny, <laughs> Anthony. Will. Will. Will, who's totally harmless and never had an issue <laughs> with anyone. I mean, let alone Kenny. Kenny is basically a harmless guy, too, unless you get him riled up, which Lee intends to do. You got to imagine the guys love Kenny as much as me and you do. Who doesn't? It's a fun. 
anytime they do like the end of the episode thing now, it involves Kenny having a blast with the other dudes. <laughs> so That's what's true. your deal, Lee? What, like, what do you see in these guys that you don't like? The longer this episode went on, the more you realize it wasn't that Lee disliked Kenny the person. No. He just knew that Kenny has a little, there's a piece of Kenny that ha- there's a little bit of a temper there. And Lee made it his mission to inflare inf- that, if that's a word, flare that up to his advantage. It's just some underhand shit to make him seem like he's acting irrational. But in reality, any rational person would react the same way any of these guys are doing to what Lee's doing. Mm. Uh, so Lee interrupts Kenny. I, I couldn't tell if he interrupted him once or twice. So it was it kind of seemed like twice. But here's the thing that uh, people are going to forget. Lee already had talked to her like this wasn't this. Mm-hmm. Lee had already talked to her in the cocktail hour from two weeks ago. So it's easy to forget that. But Lee had talked to her already gotten his time so this was his second time asking to speak with rachel interrupting kenny who had just started talking to her for the first time that that in the cocktail hour game is an immortal sin yeah especially for guys who haven't talked to her yet unacceptable unacceptable uh kenny though ever the showman did you catch when he looked at the camera oh, after yeah. he, he, was, <laughs> he was hmm, i like that shit <laughs> What about how Lee, Kenny's like, can I get 60 more seconds with her? Completely reasonable request from Kenny. And then Lee counts out 16 seconds with her for some reason. Well, he said, I'll give you, I'll give you 16. And then Rachel and Kenny were like, 16? What do you mean? He's like, all right, 16? We're good. Then he walked away. It was- <laughs> and then he actually counted out the 16 seconds and stood by him as Kenny's finishing up what he's talking about. Stood creepily by ruined the entire interaction would it it actually if you i was actually trying to pay attention to what kenny was talking about and he was he was starting to dig into you know his life his wrestling job he says he's traveling less but it was so hard to concentrate and she wasn't concentrating because lee was hovering over them kenny's always finishing his conversations with someone else hovering over his shoulder yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then he always has to give an awkward hug and like it just probably leaves a bad taste in rachel's mouth of course kenny apologists here so we're gonna act like kenny's getting the screws put to him but really some of the stuff is his own fault but you're right it was it was a very awkward end of that conversation mm-hmm. let's before we get back to lee let's talk a little bit about dean dean out of nowhere this is how you know lee's a bad dude like Dean, the harmless, soft-spoken dude in the house. <laughs> I think Lee's kind of a bitch. That's what he says. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I think. Hate to say this. Hate to say it, Rim, but I think Lee is kind of a bitch. He said that out of nowhere. <laughs> Dean had nothing to do with anything. I want to talk about that, but first, can we agree that Dean's style is unbelievable? Ab, I don't know if you know. You had to have noticed. Yeah, he was yeah. wearing a Hawaiian shirt yeah. with his with his suit jacket, the and the, the pocket square was impeccable. <laughs> the print was uh, outstanding. This is the one area I think that being young on this season is a huge disadvantage, in our opinion. This is the one area where it is a huge advantage. Oh yeah. Dean knows what's going on in the streets. Whereas a guy like Kenny with a 10 year old daughter, he's got a dad suit on. He's got a, a terrible dad suit. No disrespect, Kenny. Uh, but you, that tie clip came with a tie and that's some cold <laughs> shit that you can't be, you can't, he can't <laughs> hang with Dean in the style game. You no. just can't. Uh, anyway, I just want to point it out. And for those of you that know us personally, if you see me at a wedding this summer, uh, from here on out, I will be dressed like Dean. That's a fact. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, no tie. Suck it in, Rim. <laughs> anyway, okay. Dean, frustrated with Lee for getting under people's skin. This is kind of our first big hint, at least in this episode. I think next episodes it will come out more, that other contestants are aware of Lee's preference for enemies, mm-hmm. shall we say. He, he was talking to that one good-looking dude, forgot his name, the model dude. Oh, Blake? No, not Blake. It's a B, though. Brian? Nope, not Brian. He's like a hot guy. Alex? He's a legit model, not Alex. I, th- I thought Blake was the model. Neither here nor there. I got you know. I'll t- I'll put it this way. It's it's lower in my notes. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Anyway, Dean was talking to this hot guy to be named later, and hot guy was like, "Listen, man, everybody comes from a different background, and you just respect for the- where they're from." 
everyone has their own weird quirks. AB, good news. Racism is just a weird personality quirk. (laughs) So let's just move on. Just ignore it. It's just a personality quirk. Dean says, the only people I've seen Lee pick fights with have been not the people he's used to seeing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Producer goes, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Say it. Say it, Dean. He goes, because you know exactly what I mean. The longer Lee sticks around, the more everyone will become aware of his intolerance. Oh. So shout out to Dean for not only killing it on the one-on-one date, which we'll discuss later, but being the one guy with the balls to stand up, albeit not in front of Lee's face, but, but still. in front of the camera, in front of America, and calling him out. Put his, put his stake in the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, the way they frame it, it's still, still not sure if it's going to be a big thing in the season, but it's something. It's out there now. People are aware. You want to go to Lee talking with Rachel? A little uh, sob story, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention, Rem. I was trying okay. to hear it from the guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, was, I don't even know what he talked about. I think he said something right. sad. I wasn't trying to hear it. I'll, I'll, here's, I'll give you the quick story. So okay. he said, my grandfather, uh, Rem editorial comment, probably a slave owner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no proof of that. Don't sue me, Lee, but I mean, let's just put two and two together. Um, he said, this is kind of sad, but he got cancer and it really bothered me. Lee says, this is, I don't know if you noticed this, it's a bizarre situation. He said that his grandfather's pocket knife was his now, and then Lee scratched some bullshit into like some shitty piece of, like the cheapest piece of lumber you can get. Some planed oak. (laughs) Some scrap wood. Some scrap wood. And he scratched into it. I mean, it would be, this would be a cool thing if he's like, oh, I whittle or I'm a good carver. But no, he just like scratched it in like a ransom note font. And wrote, I don't even know what he wrote, enchanting or some bullshit. Listen, like that. this isn't a gimmick here. I didn't watch this. I didn't give a fuck what he had to say. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no right. gimmicks here. I did not watch what Lee said. I turned away, read through my notes rather than, than watch that part of the episode. Out on the dude. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Then. Just know that it was bizarre and he didn't seem that sad about his grandfather dying. Also, just to note, Lee was getting very drunk by the He's middle got a drinking of, problem. of this He's going got a drink- on. Yeah, that's Bo- in both the cocktail party to start the episode mm-hmm. and the group date at the end of the episode. Lee talking to the camera. <laughs> you was, can tell. He was a wild card. His eyes were red. He's one of those types where him, the drunker he gets, you know, when he's sitting at home, the higher he's going to fly that Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> He has a Confederate flag, okay? That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's the drunker he gets, the higher he waves it in front of people's it's faces it's when he gets too drunk. Waves it around. I'll tell you, this is exactly how a night at Lee's house goes. You come over and he has like a he has a drink or two and he's like, hey, let me show you something. Then he shows you like this <laughs> thing and he shows you Confederate flag. And then like fast forward three hours later and he's had a handle of whiskey and he's and he's he's on his jumping on his own couch waving the flag around. That's what a <laughs> night with Lee is. That's just how it goes, folks. All right. Well, did you pay attention when Brian was talking to Rachel, Mr. Smooth? Yes, I did. He's really okay, Mr. Dripping in Slime, AB. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Someone I mean, had on. to say it. Someone, Someone had, to say it. had to say it. There's being smooth and there's being too smooth. And this guy is too smooth. And I don't trust him. I should have known from the first kiss. Yeah. Shouldn't trust this guy. Smoothness, and I'm not speaking from experience observation only smoothness opens the door to you know the real conversation you have when you're beginning a relationship you can't open the door with smoothness smoothness and then smother little alliteration for your ass and then smother her with more smoothness you can't be only smooth that doesn't work r kelly's not married there's a reason r kelly isn't married (laughs) okay it's too smooth uh, that was that was my question to you, Abby. When do you think they're going to start having real... I mean, he, this is what he opened with. There's been a lot of talk about vulnerability. Okay. And I want you to be vulnerable with me. <sighs> I mean, what are, you, what, are you, what are you fucking yammering about? What do you mean vulnerable? He's one of, the, he's one of those guys. It happens every, every season. He's just talking. Just talking <laughs> to talk. 
he's not actually saying anything and they're never getting into anything about how the relationship is going to be and that's going to be his downfall in my opinion you're probably right but in the short term he's staying above the fray of the drama yeah oh yeah so when rachel thinks about the dumbasses in the house brian does not come up no, when she thinks of Brian, she's thinking of absolute sexual chemistry and yeah, just the f- out of control. burning fire. Yeah, libido through the roof. That's what is in <laughs> Rachel's mind. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't turn things around, when we get down to it, if you haven't talked to Rachel about some other people are having legitimate conversations that we're not Peter. used to on this series, mm-hmm. and he'll be far behind if he doesn't. If he's just kissing her all the time, so the we agree that the Brian train is losing steam. Yep. It's going forward, but it's losing steam. Uh, Rachel says, like we mentioned, he's so charming that it scares her, that he's too good to be true. A little translation? He is. You're too slick. You're a little too slick for my taste. Mm-hmm. He says it's real. It's 1,000% real. And then he follows that up with a slick-ass line. He goes, whenever you're weak, I'm going to be strong. I mean, yep. get this fucking <laughs> pickup line book at, author out of here. Mystery. Y'all remember Mystery from VH1? The pickup artist? That's Brian right now, without the accessories. But I think it's going to work. Short term, it's going to work. There's a lot of other There's a lot of other people that will He's fall before Brian. not going anywhere anytime soon, Grim. No. no. Okay. Kenny and Lee. Confrontation. Hop to it. Kenny says, you, you want to you hop to this oh, yeah. or what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. jump into the Kenny yeah. and Lee. Let's get to All it. Right. Well, before we do, I want to, did you notice Iggy? When Kenny comes to get Lee, did you see Iggy? It was like, the whole group? We all, are we all doing it? <laughs> like, Iggy's always trying to get into this shit. It's like, Iggy, <laughs> this doesn't concern you. <laughs> we'll talk about Iggy more later, I assume. But Iggy, Iggy is, he's one of the most funny characters <laughs> of the season to me. He's just, it just cracks me up what he's up to Iggy just sweating off the dabbing sweat off his forehead hey you, you got a problem B you, <laughs> you guys, wanna go <laughs> we talk about something we need the whole group <laughs> oh man anyway so Kenny of course mad rightfully so that Lee the snake Lee snaked Rachel away my man Dean says he hopes Kenny punches him in the face we all did at that point I wanted mm-hmm. him and and, and and even Lee Lee especially wanted Kenny to oh, punch yeah. him in the face. That's oh, the yeah. reality. That's what he's going for. What do you think about the way Kenny went about this confrontation, though? I don't like it, Rim. I wrote, come and get your boy, Rim. He played right into Lee's hands, right? Yeah, you're doing what he wants you to do. Now, I, I can't blame you, because this guy is a slimy rat, and... I'm fine with you talking to him, but I just didn't like how we did it, Rim. Lee said to the camera, I get tickled when I smile and an mm-hmm. angry man gets angrier. AB, what do you think Lee means when he says angry man? <laughs> Folks, the writing's on the wall with this guy. And it's true. He sees that Kenny has the potential to be an angry man if you push his buttons correctly. I mean, he's a pro wrestler. He's probably been roided out for 20 years. You know, who knows? Yeah. Kenny's nicest guy in the world. As great as Kenny is, he pretty clearly has a little temper pressure point, and Lee wants to press it. And he is. Naturally, Rachel overhears this. Kenny got a little, the volume went up a little bit. The volume went up with Kenny a little bit, and Rachel heard it while she was talking about blockhead Bryce. She's pissed. No other way to put it. She's pissed. Says, I'm disappointed in the guys tonight. AB, I think that we can pretty much eliminate anyone who acts immaturely at any point. Would you agree? Yeah. Are any of the contenders in your mind, have they acted like that at any point? Nope. Nope. Kenny's gone. Sad to say, Kenny's gone. Uh, Eric's gone. gone. Lee's gone. They're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. They got no chance. That's the way to phrase it, because I think Kenny's Kenny's going to get the rose on the two-on-one. You can't get into a verbal altercation, and it's going to work out for you in this season. It's just not going to Not with happen. Rachel. No. Not with Rachel. That's the She's point. Not, she doesn't make. play that. Doesn't play it. Um, what did you think about... She was kind of alluding to the pressures of being the first black bachelorette. What did you... It wasn't clear what exactly she was talking about. So what did you think she meant by that? I couldn't I couldn't really pick my put my finger on it, Rim. I... I don't know. It's very unclear. 
Yeah, I don't know if she was saying she didn't want to get mad at the guys. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, Rachel, we're not going to judge. Just find love. That's all we want is for you to find love. And hopefully it's with none of these guys and eventually with me. I'll lose 60 pounds and we'll just, I mean, (laughs) rose ceremony. You want to go to the rose ceremony? Yep. What grade did you give her dress? Just say ten. I'm gonna say ten. What are you gonna say? It didn't. It didn't stand out to me, Rim. Oh, okay. Give Nine point five. Then <laughs> it was fucking all gold. Give it, it a was six. all gold. I've seen that before. Jojo, right. Jojo, rocked an all gold dress. Uh, seen it. That's fair. Seen it. And plus, I mean, how are you gonna follow up the last Beyonce, Nicki Minaj? <laughs> at the Met Gala dress. It's tough to do. All right. Here's who got the roses. Will. Boom. Shout out to Will. Been a sleeper all season. Will had a good episode, I thought. For a guy who barely gets on camera, Will did well. What, wait, before you get into the names, one other thing that I enjoyed is right before the rose ceremony, Lee, they cut to a scene of Lee talking to the producers, looks at the camera, eyes barely open from the alcohol, Takes a huge swig of whiskey and goes, Kenny, you're going home. Yeah, I mean, what do you. I thought that was funny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if we didn't know what we do know about Lee, he would be an entertaining guy. No question. All right. So shout out to Lee, I guess. Um, Will, Dean, the man, Jonathan. Jonathan, I think. He gets a bad rap for the Tickle Monster thing. Like I said before the season, he's a fucking pediatrician and a, probably a stand-up guy. Maybe a little dorky compared to these other guys, but he's not that bad. Somehow the Tickle Monster is like one of the most mature people in this house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's incredible. That's true. Uh, Peter, Adam, Brian, Matt. Old man Matt. Old man Matt. Just like, what are these guys? Guys are, kids are messing around. <laughs> Josiah. Jack. Hey, your boy Jack Stone, I've been trying to figure out what he reminds me of, because when he talks, he kind of tilts his face down and like his eyes look up like he looks like one of the family guy characters. And I can't I don't think it's Quagmire, but it's it's there's a family guy character that looks like Jack Stone (laughs) and he's creepy. Is it the old creepy grandpa? It might be. It might just be like a, a conglomeration of Family Guy, the weirdest Family Guy characters. Yeah, That's what Jack Stone. Jack looks Stone like. seems like he'd be a bad person to like find yourself in a room alone with and have to strike up oh, a conversation. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> when you yeah. realize, oh, I'm gonna have to go pick up Jack Stone, and we're gonna have to ride here together. <laughs> it's like we got nothing to talk about. It's, it's only twelve minutes, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. How can I get out of this? That's Jack Stone. He's me peppering you with questions. At that point, you, you got to pretend you also drive Uber and then like pick somebody else up along the way. Like, oh, got another ride. Stranger. Sorry, Jack. Uh, Iggy. Kenny. Thank God. Thank God. If Kenny would have gone, cancel the Rose cast. And Lee. You could tell when she said Lee's name that she did not want to. No. No. <laughs> they know it's a two-on-one coming up here. Yeah. She know knows. That. She she said it. She wanted to send Lee home. She goes. She goes. Lee. <laughs> That's how she said it. I'm not lying. She goes. God damn it. And then when she's like, Lee, will you accept this rose? Like deadpan, not interested. Lee didn't even make eye contact with her when he took the rose. Well, that's also he was shit faced. That's something to plastered. do. <laughs> yeah. So sent home. Diggy. Couple of Diggy fans here, but you know. He he ceased to bring anything to the table. Nothing's there. Bryce. Blockhead's gone. Blockhead's gone and the model guy, Brady. Gone. So in this in this one, the rose ceremony was one one reason this was not a fabulous episode because there was no drama with the rose ceremony. Like the three guys that were sent home were no skin off anybody's back, really. So Nope. Alright, A B. Finally, they're leaving the house. They've been at the house too long. Have they gone to a destination yet? Do I misremember that? No. I don't think so. Not as a house. So, of course, they go to Hilton Head, South Carolina. The boys are riding four to a golf cart, A.B., um, in South Carolina on a golf course. I wonder what the country club members thought about that crew <laughs> terrorizing, <laughs> terrorizing their golf course. I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> 
uh, date card. They're in the house in South Carolina. Dean gets the date card. Eric instantly whines about it. Spoiler alert, Eric, nobody gives a shit. All right. He said he thought he was getting the one-on-one because we talked about it. Number one, no, you didn't talk about it. No one You didn't talk about that. No. And number two. Sit your ass down, Eric. There's 20 other people here, 50 other guys here. Everyone else also wanted the date card. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Like, oh, man, can't believe Eric didn't get the one-on-one date with the woman I want to marry. Shut up. Okay, B, let's quick cover this uh, one-on-one daytime. It begins with a picnic on the hood of a Jeep in a field. Dean is a Jeep guy. Hop in the Jeep. Take the top off. He knows the ins and outs of all the Jeeps in the game. Dip out. He looked natural in the Jeep. But one place he didn't look natural is flying in that blimp. Are blimps scary to you? I mean... I feel like blimps... I mean, you're going so slow. Blimps seem not scary at all to me, Rim. Let's say you're in a blimp and I shoot it down. You're going to like gently glide Coast to the ground. to the ground. That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote. Have you ever heard of anyone that's been in a deadly blimp crash? No, they just like. Yeah, no, but it was like. Time. I don't know what it was like. The Hindenburg, Hindenburg. disaster. Yeah. The but Hindenburg. that was 150 years ago. Yeah. And it was like made a paper and it set on fire. It was the first blimp. Now I'm these blimps, sure. if yeah, like you said, if you shot a hole, if you shot a bazooka at my blimp, it would like knock a hole through it, and then we would glide to the ground and gently land. Yeah, it would be more romantic than just landing normally. <laughs> How about that? Uh, well, anyway, I mean, not much happened here. They made that big deal out of that, but then it, basically Dean got over it and eventually drove the blimp. So yeah. he was after all, he wasn't that scared. I didn't know blimps landed on one wheel rim. That kind of set me back a little bit. I, it was weird. The the when wild. the when the footstool or the ladder came out, yeah. there were little wheels on that, but it didn't seem very steady on the ground. Why? Why does it only have one wheel? Just have four wheels or more. No, don't know. Don't women maybe don't know shit about blimps. That's all. That well, this. <laughs> we're blimp experts until we're not. <laughs> That's how I'll put that that exchange now. We'll gladly talk about the safety of blimps. And <laughs> yeah, but we don't know anything else outside of that. Uh, Ab, what do you what do you got on the the kiss in the back, the kiss in the convo in the back of the blimp? Pretty good. I felt like she good initiated combo. it. Mm-hmm. Good combo. Dean's looking pretty good right now. This was a good start for Dean. Being scared is adorable. I, I think. On these shows. Remember Vanessa yacked on that zero G plane. So there's being scared and then there's being too scared. Mm-hmm. Lee wasn't too scared. Dean. He still tried. He went up there. Like some you people said, probably. I'm going to cut you off. You said Lee. No, I said Dean. No, you said Lee. Did I say Lee? Yep. Sorry. Mm. We'll, we'll run it back and you'll hear it. Lee's scared of the black guys. Dean is ah. scared of the blimps. So okay. Dean wasn't confusing. too scared of him. And he overcame it. He overcame the fear, too. Yeah, and she helped him overcome it. So that's something to build on. Little connection. Mm-hmm. A little connection, folks. But other than that, kind of an uneventful daytime date, I thought. Yeah, not much to it. Back at the house, group date card. Alex, Anthony. Big Ant! Big Ant. You know, he went to Northwestern. Really? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Played, played football at Northwestern. Oh. Except he never played. And I don't know how he's he's like six seven, <laughs> jacked out of his mind. I don't understand how he didn't play for Northwestern. Peter, or as I like to call him, Peter. <laughs> guy's boring, Ab. Uh, <laughs> Brian, Jonathan, Tickle Monster, yep. Adam, old Matt, man. old man Matt, Kenny, Lee, Iggy. Eric, Will, and Josiah, which sets us up for the funniest one-on-one possible, which is Jack Stone and Rachel. <laughs> Why would you set yourself up for a one-on-one with Jack Stone? If I if if you were to ask me who's going to get the next one-on-one, Jack, I would have picked everyone before Jack Stone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> we might have a situation where someone doesn't get a rose on a one-on-one here. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see that. She just won't feel a connection with him, and then he's going to be like, are you sure? And then he's going to send her home. <laughs> really? Please? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Again, a super awkward clap after they announced the group <laughs> the group date. 
These guys. Uh, these guys. These guys? <laughs> I don't get them. I mean, imagine when Lee leaves and Iggy leaves, they're going to be really way too good of friends. Yeah. Yep. You can't root for each other so much. What do you think about Lee crawling inside of Jack Stone's head and making, <laughs> setting up camp there? Got Jack Stone about to turn down the one-on-one. He's so nervous. <laughs> okay, what he was saying was not logical. <laughs> no. But but he definitely got inside Jack Stone's head. <laughs> Lee, Lee knows like a weak that, guy. Lee had Jack Stone thinking that it was a bad thing that he got this one-on-one card like the worst pot like lee's like i wouldn't want that one-on-one nope <laughs> and jack stone you believed it he said he said there's no shame in not getting a rose on the one-on-one it's like that's <laughs> the most shameful result you could have on this he's putting jack in so many spin cycles i don't know which way is up or down and what to think jack stone was just sitting there like oh my gosh he's feeling the pressure he's basically like Jack Stone right now is like a fifth grader who's at a party, a boy-girl party, and the bully in class is like, I bet you won't go into the makeout closet with the girl. I bet you won't. Jack is like, oh, my God, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> That's where we're at with Jack Stone. All right, you ready to go for the, the one-on-one nighttime? Yeah, let's do it. Dean and Rachel, a little candlelight dinner under a beautiful old willow tree. Mm-hmm. Presumably on a plantation, if we know the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, they get good <laughs> deals at plantations. <laughs> uh, AB, what do you think about Dean's tragic story of his mother? It had me almost tearing up, Rim. Mom passed away. His dad, for some reason, just left him. Basically spent his some of his most important years of his life on his own. When he's becoming a man? That's sad, Rim. From 11 to 14, basically, he was dealing with a mother who had cancer not once but twice. Yeah. Initially, when he was telling this story, I I must have been deep in my notes the first time I watched it. Rosecast listeners know we watch it twice, folks. Of course. We're doing it for y'all. The first time, I didn't catch that she asked him what happened. So I thought he just pulled it out, and that made me... I'm never a fan of the my my saving the my deceased parent story to get a rose scenario, but she sure. it turns out she asked him, yeah, and he probably didn't even really want to talk about it. It seemed like so. No, he seemed he seemed hesitant to talk about it, and he even said after he got done talking about it that was, he's never said that to anybody. Yeah. Now, unpopular opinion, which I will probably cut on the <laughs> episode, but. Dean, young guy, obviously a very traumatic situation. He does get a little giggly when he's nervous, even yeah. when the situation is serious. Mm-hmm. So he was like, it, it's just weird to see someone talk about how their mother passed away tragically and then smile and laugh like, I didn't really want to talk. I don't know. It was just, it was weird. But yeah. regardless. You said it right, though. That's a nervous tick for a lot of people. Sure. Sure. And and with Dean and his youth, combine those things, mm-hmm. it might come off as immaturity when even though it's not, it might come off as that. Remember, Rachel only gets like 15 minutes a day with these guys. Yep. So, yep. so he gets the rose and, of course, on to the, the classic Bachelor situation. The um, mega star streak is over, Rim. <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> who the fuck? Who was <laughs> Ab, who is who the fuck Over. is this guy? I don't. The megastar streak for me was never there because whenever they have these small concerts or whatever, I mean, I'm not talking Backstreet Boys or anything like that. When they have these small concerts, it's always some like up and coming country star allegedly. Yeah. I don't know, and so bizarre. I, Russell Dickerson. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> What do you got on Russell Dickerson? I don't know what was going on. Do you think Rachel likes country music? I mean, chan- if we're just looking at percentages, I mean, I, I would assume the percentage of black people that like country music is less than 50%. So you got to, if you're betting, you got to think she doesn't. Well, born born and raised in Texas, right? Yeah. I mean, the percentage has to be a little higher. That's true. But she does, she seemed to really like rap throughout the Yeah, she's way into freestyle rapping, which. Way into it. 
And apparently a, a part of the episode that was cut was her freestyling. So she's really? in the game. Yes. Okay. According to her Twitter. So that account. makes it even skew a little further away from like, yeah. country. can we get someone else? Do we have to do the same thing? This country music star? I don't know. I mean, they must be cheap. I don't. For all we know, well, Russell yeah. Dickerson is like a, a former contestant on the show who everyone forgotten is now trying to be a country music star. I don't know. That said, A.B., I enjoyed the shit out of that song. I don't remember how it went. I have a feeling I know what it was about. Maybe like some pickups and kissing girls under the moonlight and kicking up dust and that kind of stuff. Uh, it was a good song, but still, just what an, I these dates are always so awkward to me when they when they have to like when it's like surprise. A bunch of people are going to take pictures of us while we slow dance on a podium on a platform in the middle of a small country concert with a guy you don't know. And that guy was like, Rachel, I hope you find love. That's why I wrote this song. It's like, you didn't fucking write that song because (laughs) Rachel wanted to find love. What are you talking about? Hey, it's a staple of the show though. You can't, yeah, it's true. You can't have bachelor and bachelorette without having a D (laughs) D level country music person sing to the bachelor and bachelorette. Can't do it. Now all that, all that going on, AB, there are two things might've slipped by. While while we were while you were thinking of jokes in your mind, while the gears were turning on how to roast Russell Dickerson, I know it slipped by for me the first time I watched. It, I was thinking of that Conor McGregor quote, like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> a lot of kissing going on here. A lot, a lot of, kissing of kissing in public with a lot of people watching, and it seemed natural. That's good. Mm-hmm. Dean's got a shot. Dean's got a shot. Are you going to say what I'm about to say? I think no, you are. Go ahead. He said, "I can feel myself falling in love with her." Oh, first time this season. Uh oh. That someone has said that. Dean, 25, first falling in love with quote of the year. Makes me think he's a little too immature, though, Rim. A spin, talk about a spin zone for maybe. So if he were 28, it would be fine. I don't think he'd be doing I don't think he'd fall in love with her right away if he was 28 or 37, however old Brian is. Um, Devil's Advocate, Rachel's great, though. That's true. <laughs> and it would be really easy to. So, good point. Who knows? What, so what do you what do you grade Dean on his one on one? Young guy overcame a fear, told the told the tragic story, opened up, uh, a lot of makeout sesh going on, a couple booty grabs I saw. What do you give Dean on the A B scale for one on one dates? This this gets a solid B plus, Rim. Tough grader, tough grader. What else do you need? This is an A. Yeah, I I'm just looking at the. The date wasn't that good, so she's not going to remember it as much. That's why it gets a little bit of a downtick for me. Okay, okay. Like, she's not going to oh. remember the time she saw, what was his name? Russell Dickerson? Russell Dickerson, I think. She's not going to remember that. up. She, she's not going to remember the time she saw this country music star. That's no. not going to stand out. There's going to be better dates. That's not going to be part of a good uh, wedding toast. No, met, or or the not dot com story. We met, and our first date was at a Russell Dickerson concert. It's just not <laughs> the part of anyone's story. So, all right, AB, you want to go to the group date? Daytime. The boys, boys are back in town on the yacht. On the yacht, the drinks are strong, AB, because within minutes, everyone is dancing with their shirts off. Hey, let's create a dance line for Rachel. <laughs> What was that? Was that the most weird? That was the weirdest line <laughs> I've ever heard. Talking about, is she a dance line enthusiast? What in the world are you talking about? I mean, she liked it, I guess. I mean, Rachel Let's bust was drunk the soul too. Right now. <laughs> hey, don't get it twisted. Rachel was drunk too. She was just sometimes Rachel just like has that Jameson on the rocks during the afternoon. Yeah. He's like, let me see your bodies. <laughs> Push up contest. Oh. Uh, before long, we got Freestyle Fridays, AB. <laughs> no, we've been out of the rap game. We've been out of the freestyle game for 10 plus years now. Yep. Uh, but we got two. They didn't really battle. I wish they would have battled. Yeah. Hindsight. I wish these guys would have battled instead of doing their fucking hippity hoppity hip hip hop to the hip hip hoppity don't stop raps. <laughs> Kenny kicks it off. He said, none of these dudes realize your boy is a virtuoso. Yeah. <laughs> But Kenny's old. Kenny's thirty-five. He's five years older than us. Yeah. Um. So he's and he's got a daughter. So he's probably not listening to Migos. What did you think of Kenny's uh quote freestyle? 
This is the second time in the episode I wrote, Rim, come get your boy. Okay. <laughs> come get your boy. You know what I think You're it tripping. is? And I, I was going to save this comment for their one-on-one time at the end of the night. I think Kenny is fucking rusty. I think his game is rusty. Game's I don't think not, he's, it's, it's not sharp right now, Rim. It's not sharp. He's trying, and it's uh, good. It's genuine, and it's good-hearted, but it, it can come. Listen, he's a dad. You the the mo the day you had your daughter a, a corny switch flipped on in your life. God knows the same happened for Kenny ten years ago. Yeah. So I can't blame him for it. But it's just that's the reality is he's competing with fucking Dean and Brian guys who are smooth and are with it. And Kenny's coming with you know some corny shit once in a while. What are you gonna do? Brian's been perfecting the craft of picking up ladies for you know <laughs> the better part of twenty years. So yes. Kenny stopped. You know, when you had you you aren't um, having a kid and then immediately going back out on the dating scene again. No, he, he no. took some time off. Brian is the white will Chamberlain for all. We know. <laughs> Kenny is just a good, wholesome guy with a kind of a weird career. Uh, now, everything we just said is probably wrong because he is a Chippendales dancer. Don't yeah. let that slip yep. by. Um, but he's one of the wholesome ones, probably. I don't know. One of the classy Chippendales dancers. One of the classy ones, you know, like uh, Chris Farley from that SNL skit. All right. Uh, Were you surprised by Peter? Stunned. I was stunned. Stunned. When Kenny was rapping, Peter was like, arms folded like, I've never felt more awkward in my life. I thought Peter, like, had never heard rap before. Uh, He did spit something terrible. I gave him a C minus. Credit to him for doing it, though, right? I mean, doesn't he deserve some credit for coming out of his shell a little bit? surprising people he said something about a fart in there and then he said she's from the hood i didn't yeah i that made me uncomfortable yeah i mean she's she's from a very rich family she's not from the hood (laughs) peter but like you said a plus for effort i wouldn't go a plus a for effort a for effort. she liked it i guess i don't know I think I think the surprise overshadowed the the terrible quality of the lyrics i have a hard time gauging how much she likes some of this stuff like is she just being very nice because she's a really nice person or is she actually think this is funny and kenny's got a chance well we know kenny doesn't have a chance um we think that but maybe she does actually like all the stuff we're saying he's doing wrong she she makes you feel like she's enjoying it no i think i think it's the the former i think she's just being nice a lot of the time because she also tells iggy I like that you're protective of me. No, you don't. Sweaty ass Iggy, who you have no connection with. Why are you being? She's just being nice, I think. But you're right. It's tough to tell sometimes. Okay, B, on to the spelling bee. You've watched the show a lot longer than I have. Have they ever done a spelling bee before? Not that I've seen. No. Seems like ABC, they, what they, they show the real spelling bee. Seems like this would have been a competition before. So I was very excited for this portion of the day. I want to, I have my idea about who I think probably can't spell, but I really wanted to see who among these dudes are true idiots. I got the feeling Rachel set this up. She wanted to see who was smart oh. out of this group. You know, what she's not the- trying to, she's not trying to play th- that. And that's why me and Rachel wouldn't work. <laughs> flat out because you can't spell can't spell i wouldn't say you're a bad speller i just think you have your habits that you're not you're unwilling to break listen it's just one of the things i'm not good at (laughs) okay all right right. well let's go through the misses let's go through the big misses and then i want you to tell me if you would have got this right or wrong and be honest and i will too our guy kenny misses champagne would have got that i would have got that too kenny's a dummy um (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) You you want to know something? And I've always thought this. Spelling out loud, I think, is ten times more difficult than spelling, than even writing, not with the aid of the squiggly on the computer. You know what I mean? You get like halfway through spelling it, and you forget what letter you're on. Yeah, where you're at, people are watching, you can't see what you're doing. Spelling out loud is tough. Yep. Kenny also, after he messes up champagne, he yells fuck into the mic, Rem. I goes, oh, fuck, <laughs> into the mic with a couple 10-year-olds judging. That was an, inter- it was an interesting on, group Kenny. of people because it appeared to be mostly like retirees who had nothing better to do in the afternoon in the audience. And then those three 10-year-old judges and then some of the words were like sex words. So I didn't – it was a bizarre grouping. 
Yeah, the first word was squirt. So yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, what were the ten year olds there for? I guess what was the point? They didn't add anything. <laughs> no, they didn't read the sentences. They didn't do anything. Uh, all right, Iggy missed. Shit, I I heard him pronounce it, and I can't even pronounce it. Boudoir, boudoir, boom, boudoir. Um, no chance. No, no chance. I would have had a zero percent chance to get that. Iggy spells Bordeaux like the wine with uh-huh. the X. Yep. Um, so this whole time he thought Bordeaux wine was was pronounced boudoir. Apparently, <laughs> Eric misses facade, which is an easy word, and he had the worst miss by far. He started with a with a P, I believe, if I remember correctly. It, now facade is F A C A D E, mm-hmm. and the C has one of them curly deals underneath. That was one of still. the easier words. One of the yes. one of the words I would have got. Yes. Eric said P H Y S D E. And I'm really glad they let him finish because oh, they yeah. could have dinged him at P H Y. The fact that he finished it with S D E. Fizda? Fizda? Oh, Eric. They gave Peter Coitus a B. Sex word. Ten year olds is the judges. They, Bachelor, so this has been a, it's been an interesting season. They, they kind of, they tackle in some issues. Uh, they have probably the most classy, you know, Bachelorette they had, or at least one of the most classy. But then they go back to this lowbrow, like, mm. shit that reminds you that you're watching some smut. Trash TV. Trash TV. Yeah. It's weird, you know, I, I hold Bachelor in higher regard than the other reality shows I do of too. its ilk. It's it's above the Bravo shows, it's above all that, but sometimes, yeah, they dig down, they stoop to that level, and they don't need to stoop to that level. You don't have to make Peter spell coitus in front of a group of it's elderly people. It's not even people. funny. No. You're not even getting the cheap laughs. It's not funny. Embarrassing. You're better than that, Chris. <laughs> uh, Peter... Lost in the fact that he was forced to spell coitus, Peter comes with a Q. Like, Peter, <laughs> come on, Pete. Now, I would have missed this because I would have had an extra O in the second half of the word, but a Q is not even on the... Everyone knows that's a C. <laughs> Anthony missed Boutonier. Now, Anthony, Peter called Anthony a secret genius. He went to Northwestern, and he spelled Boutonier like a dummy. B-O-U-T-E-N-E-R-E. I wouldn't That's have got Boutonier. No neither of us, neither uh, of us would have gotten Boutonier. I, I could, I could handwrite Boutonier. I couldn't spell it out loud. Will, Mrs. Physiological. This was very clearly a spell out loud versus write out situation because he oh, says yeah. P-S-Y. Will knew. Will knew. When, if you write P-S-Y, you're going to go, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and Josiah wins with polyamorous. What did you think of Josiah's kind of... Josiah's slimy, too. Josiah seems like he's playing a character. Whenever Rachel's around, and this was to Iggy's point a little bit later, he's he does kind of put on this show a little too much for my liking. What did you think about Josiah's speech? He's, do, he's doing whatever it takes to stand out for his lady room. I like Number one, when he said, can I use it, can I use it in a sentence? Yeah, that was, that was good. That, <laughs> that, was like flat, that. that was quick on his feet. That was good. <laughs> uh, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind anything he said. It was quick on his feet. It was good. The problem is, he knows those things while it's happening, and he gets this shit-eating grin on his face, like, can you believe how quick on my feet I am? Like, can you believe how good this is and what I'm doing right now? I'm coming around on Josiah. Let me just tell you that. I'm coming around on him. He's He is funny. He's had some funny moments. He later in the episode calls himself Black Joffrey. So, (laughs) that's that's funny. (laughs) Flat out. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, when he's himself, he's funny. When he's doing yeah. the show, when he's the Josiah show, it's kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, he gets a little too much into it when he's trying to impress Rachel, but... Group day nighttime, speaking of Josiah, obviously, you win the gold cup, you drink out of the gold cup at the night. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a smart guy one-on-one. We got a couple one-on-one times before we get to uh, back into the Snake Lee and Kenny confrontation what do you make of peters one-on-one time they started talking about some real stuff for him it's a good sign started asking her where you know they started talking about where they're gonna live or where they could live rachel mentions mentioned she's licensed to practice in wisconsin now do you think she got that because of nick 
Oh, AB. Perceptive. Yeah. Why did she have that, Rim? Good. AB, look at you, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know why she got that. That's a, probably, now that I think about it. I mean, if you're not going to live, if you're not going to potentially live in a state, there's, to my knowledge, no reason, the type of law that she practices, no reason to become licensed in that state. So. so how I envision it is she goes, she's going to be the bachelor. They tell her who it's going to be, and then she be- becomes licensed in that state. So, you know, mm. if she goes far enough in to the season, she can say, I can move to Wisconsin or I'd be willing to move to Wisconsin and even my job will allow it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I don't know because. I don't know how I mean, it works. Maybe she's licensed everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, she could be. Who knows? Yeah. Remini B, blimps and legal licenses, not our areas of expertise, no. will act like it, but truth be told, they're not. Um, It was kind of weird, though, because they did already talk about, she did already ask him, would you move from Wisconsin? So I don't know if she was sauced up, because remember on their first one-on-one date, they were laying in that pool. That's true. And they talked about it. So I was like, oh, Rachel, this is, you know, have you met Peter? Come on. Pay attention <laughs> here. He already said he'd move. Uh, Eric, one-on-one time. All I have to say about Eric is he never ceases to be the wear my hug at guy. He's always yeah. <laughs> he's always asking for hugs. Ladies, 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 wear my hug <laughs> ladies, at. What's going on? He's the ladies, ladies, ladies guy. When he yeah. comes, ladies, ladies, ladies. I don't know what that's from, but everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> She's talking about how she likes to clean, and he goes, yeah, 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 I like to clean, and I also like hugs. Can I have a hug? <laughs> <laughs> that's a loser move ab i'm sorry but you, that's a seventh grade yeah like you're at the skating rink and he was followed by a bunch of seventh grade kisses too so don't don't make it seem like because eric made out with her it was good stuff it wasn't you're done eric <laughs> i'm a hug at enough with the asking for hugs iggy iggy this dweeb this sweaty iggy we're in week four bud stop sweating <laughs> probably a little drunk Iggy, as usual, spends his time talking about somebody else. Iggy, how's it feel to be like Rachel's gossip rat? That's the <laughs> only reason you're here. I mean, you already did it once. She kept you around for, you clearly haven't talked to her about anything else. And then you bring up another issue, which is completely made up. Say what you want about Josiah. What he said about Josiah being here for the wrong reasons or whatever doesn't seem accurate. It, it's not even true. No one, no, no one, there's no, no tension with Josiah. No tension. Everyone loves Josiah, in fact, I would say. So, he, obviously, Iggy talks to Rachel, and Rachel Rachel is into it because, yeah, she thinks she's getting this truthful information. Yeah. Um, and that's why she's, of course, that's why she's kept Iggy around. I mean, there's no other connection other than that he's like the informant. <laughs> the mole the mole iggy's a bad mole though because he's not undercover at all every time he rats on somebody he go he immediately walks to that person he's like hey just so you know like i just talked all this shit about you You're, just so you know i just talked to rachel your name came up just just heads up <laughs> how about this ab when iggy goes back to the group and he tells josiah that he talked to uh, to rachel about him he he makes I mean, one of the more blatant lies I've ever seen on this show. He says, Rachel asked me about you. She goes, why is jo- Josiah? I've noticed Josiah's <laughs> clenching tension in the house with multiple people, which is totally false. That's not at all what happened. Completely made up. Iggy is a rat. He's a rat. <laughs> flat, flat out. He's a snitch. He's a rat. I don't like the guy. Here's you want me to read Josiah's quote? I have a feeling you wrote it down. Josiah, too. It was, yeah, I did. It was, it was very quote. funny. Another funny <laughs> moment from Josiah. He goes, with all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect, Iggy's a bitch. <laughs> no, that reminds me of the old Stephen A. Smith talking about Kwame Brown. With no disrespect whatsoever, yeah. he can't play at all. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. Saying with all due respect and then saying something very disrespectful after <laughs> is one of, one of my favorite things in the world. It's so funny. With all due respect, Iggy's a bitch. <laughs> Every time he talks with Rachel, instead of focusing on his lame self, his whack self, I'm surprised he's still in the house. He's the lamest guy in the house. And then this out of nowhere. He says, he, this was so out of nowhere. And then there was no follow up. There was absolutely no follow up to this. He goes, he does drugs. 
he shoots steroids <laughs> in his nuts. He told us all this. He confessed this in the house. And that was it. That was the only mention That's of it. Iggy's drug use or steroids. Out use. of nowhere. <laughs> he, Josiah absolutely skewers him. <laughs> But saves it with the all due respect at the start. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's not trying to be mean. Just all due respect. Uh, Iggy's a bitch. Put a nice <laughs> little bow on that. Josiah also mentioned he's he's making fun of what Iggy's been like. And he says, just Iggy, Iggy just comes in. He says, hey, just a heads up. I brought you up to Rachel. She's looking at you negatively. Good luck, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I think this situation was in the show solely for comedy purposes. I don't think that Rachel is going to be like, Josiah, Iggy said no. this about you. I don't think anything's going to come of this. There will be no confrontation here because Iggy's proven himself to be untrustworthy. I think he's just going to go home and we'll wash our hands of it. But it was very funny. It was a very, very funny moment. And by the, when Rachel was talking to him, you could tell she didn't really care. <laughs> come on. Boy who cried wolf here, Rim. Boy who cried wolf. And listen, Josiah said it. He goes... No woman wants to be with a guy like that, the Gossip Queen. Yeah, nope. All right, you want to go to Snake Lee one-on-one time? The old rat snake. (laughs) Guy's very drunk again. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) He should probably put a a few more ice cubes in his whiskey next uh, next time around, especially for the two-on-one day. True colors are starting to to fly high, Rim. Rachel asks Lee about the confrontation with Iggy at the last rose ceremony. Now, mm-hmm. just refresh. It's been a long episode, AB. Let's refresh people's memory. Lee bragged about making these guys angry. Yeah. In front of Rachel, however, he says, I love the guy. I love Kenny. So it confused <laughs> me that he was so aggressive. What do you mean it confused? Though your whole lot in life is to make Kenny angry at this point. <laughs> Lee made it seem like Kenny was super aggressive and that it scared him. He acted really scared. Yeah. And he pulled it off. He seemed like when he was talking to Rachel, he he looked, he was yeah. like, I was frightened. He gave me the middle finger like, oh, I was aghast. <laughs> Rachel talks with Lee, gets a little bit of his side of the story, which we know is completely fabricated. She feels the need to go talk with Kenny. Kenny, um, God <laughs> bless his soul. <laughs> Come get your boy, Rim. Listen, he's your boy too. We are Kenny guys. Don't get that. Listen, I'm starting up. to starting to like push Kenny to the side. Like moving. It a was a bit corny episode for Kenny. It was corny. Not associate as much with Kenny anymore. No, next week you're going to be so on Kenny's side. Don't do this, AB. You're going to regret pushing Kenny to the side because next week is going to be a big victory for Kenny, and you yeah, want to be. Call. You don't want to be the guy who is wavering on him. That's Rim's true. over but here sticking his flat that's true, flag in the ground. But the second freestyle rap, you lost me there, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't a freestyle, which is worse. It was written. And he he kind of saved it with uh, something about the brown skin brown attorney. attorney. Brown yeah. skin attorney. That was okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and she liked it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, the game is rusty. Like, it's not 1995 coming with the hippity hop raps. It's just not. <laughs> she asks him about the confrontation with Lee. Kenny realizes at that point that Lee baited him into getting angry. Yeah. Right. Like, he knew, God damn it, Kenny, Kenny wanted me to be angry black man, and I, play, he, I played he, into his hands. He got me. Kenny had a good line here. She's, she asks him, did y'all make up? Which I didn't really, I didn't really like. She didn't seem to be interested in wondering. She never seemed to wonder if Lee was telling the truth. She assumed Lee was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So she said, did y'all make up? And he said, yeah, we shook hands. Well, then why did Lee tell me tonight that you were so aggressive? Kenny says, maybe Lee doesn't necessarily tell the truth. Lee's handshake doesn't match his smile. Wow. It's a good line, but I don't think, I, I think it fell flat. I don't think it hit Rachel. That hey maybe Lee is making this shit up like, you know what I mean? There's always so, there's always a two faced contestant and the the bachelor bachelorette doesn't realize like oh this person's actually a scumbag. Here's the big issue, Rim. Rachel heard Kenny yelling, and that's all she like, heard. That's all she heard. Yeah. So that story that Lee told fits the bill of Kenny. You know, kind of lost it. So she went into this whole conversation with Kenny. Not believing him. So he was going to have to do a lot to win her over there. Yeah, he was in a tough spot. I think he he was obviously caught off guard. Otherwise, he wouldn't have started with a rap, 
if he knew if he knew the gravity of the situation, <laughs> yeah. he would have been more prepared. So I think he was caught off guard. And afterwards, you could tell that he was devastated that he had to spend his time with Rachel, his precious time with Rachel, defending his aggressiveness, basically. Mm-hmm. And he left the conversation worried about whose side Rachel was on. And I did, too. It did not seem to me like Rachel had yet become anti-Lee. Kenny, in panic mode, reacts the way anyone would react. He's got to pull Lee aside and talk to him. What do you, how do you expect that to go next week? I don't think it's going to go good for Kenny Rim. He sees this guy snaking him out of an opportunity for Rachel. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull him aside, hoping to have a grown-up conversation, but Lee's going to take it to a spot where he's just going to be antagonizing him the entire time. And who wouldn't blow up in that scenario? Coming up next week on The Bachelor, we got a two-night event. They call it a two-night event. Usually, it's just two lukewarm episodes, one right after another, on two over, spread over two days. We got the Kenny and Lee two-on-one date. My prediction is that Kenny holds it together as much as he wants to fucking break Lee in half. I think he holds it together, and he gets the rose. What do you think happens on the two-on-one? Kenny's got to get this rose rim. It would be a bad look if he did not. It'd be a very bad look for ABC. Like, if he didn't get the rose here, this might be grounds to cut the episode and not air anything of Kenny and Lee. <laughs> Otherwise, ABC is going to be looking really bad. Do you think that two-on-one, now knowing what you know about The Bachelor, this franchise, you think that episode's probably going to be on Tuesday of the two-night event? <laughs> We're just going to have another shit <laughs> yeah, episode I think on Monday? I think that's safe to say, Rim. AB, do you have power rankings prepared? I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Why don't you go first? I'll give you three, Rim. And I don't even think... I don't even think it's close. There's a lot... Like, when she was going through the the rose ceremony this, this week, I kept saying to myself, oh my gosh, she's keeping that guy? But it's like, all the guys are like that. So I got number three, Dean. Number two... Big Ant. Big oh, Anthony. It's come, okay. around, come around on Big Anthony. Okay. Big boy. Number one, Will. He seems like the number one choice. These of- are cr- these are power rankings of people who might win. You know that, right? These yeah. aren't like a guys AB wants to be friends with. Okay. You have yeah. Will and Anthony as the two top contenders. I do. Especially Whoa. Will. I think Will's the best dude here. Will is fucking awesome. I really do. We never talk about Will. I could flip-flop Peter in there for Anthony or Dean, honestly. If I was going to give you... Those four seem like my main choices. The only ones that I can even envision. I can't see her getting with Josiah or Brian or the Tickle Monster. Not Brian. Brian is not in your top four. No. Wow. There's nothing there. Wow. He's a sleazeball, Rim. And that's eventually slimy dudes. The slime's going to rub off on Rachel, and she's going to understand what she's dealing with. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I tell you what, I am genuinely taken aback by these ranks. You put Will number one. I love Will. I thought I loved Will as much as anyone. I love Will. That's my guy. You really, at this point, if you were to bet, you would say that Will and Rachel are engaged right now. I would say it's Will or Peter. Okay. Yeah. All right, here's mine. Wow. You think <laughs> you think she's engaged to a slime ball like Brian? Is that what you're telling me? You want me to get my power rankings? Is that what you <laughs> Yeah, let me hear the power rankings. Um number five, Anthony. In parentheses, prob in the in the parentheses, probably not a contender. <laughs> number four, Will. Mm. I thought putting Will at four was bold of me. But you put him at one, so. Number three. The more three. I see of Will, the more I like the guy. He seems smart. Yep, yep, yep. He's funny. Uh, he's not in the drama. He's funny. I don't see any doubt. Uh, why do you think it's so, such a long shot for Will? I, I don't, well, because like, you, you've been preaching screen time this whole, as long as I've known you, you preach screen time. And you've been right all the time. Yeah. All the sleepers that we highlight never come to fruition for the most part. You want you want something on Will that's bad? Boat group date? He was wearing cargo shorts. He was going to marry a guy with wearing cargo shorts? He wasn't wearing board shorts? 
No, he's wearing cargo shorts, brown cargo shorts. And the cargo pockets were, they were brand new AB. They were like flat. They, they, he hadn't used, which I don't know if that's better or worse, but regardless, it wasn't, I mean, you're going up against Dean. Only Kenny gets the cargo shorts pass because he (laughs) probably has to take his kid to like amusement parks. He's got to carry a bunch of stuff and he's got to carry a bunch of fucking sunscreen and lip balm. And he can't have the stuff falling out of his pockets when he's on the rides. Exactly. And traveler's checks, that kind of stuff. All right. (laughs) Um, Will number four, I put Peter number three. Um, I think Peter is who was the blonde girl who got the first date with Nick last season. You know who I'm talking about? The nurse. Oh, Danielle. Danielle M. Yeah. Yep. Danielle M. Danielle M came out guns blazing last season of The Bachelor with Nick Vial and ended up everyone realized towards the end of the season that she was incredibly boring. I think Peter is not that bad, but I think I think he's a little too dry for her, AB. I really do. I could see that. Yeah. I think she's more intrigued by my number two prospect, Dean. And you know what that means? Brian? Brian is number one in my power rankings. I still think so. I, the look in her eyes, AB, it's something wow. It's crazy. Now, that, uh, truly, the, the power rankings go against what I said about him earlier in the episode was that he's too slick. But then I look at these other guys and I go, I can't see her with Anthony. I can't see her with Will, but I don't, I'm not sure if they've fucking talked yet. Uh, and Peter might be t- too boring. And it's, it's Brian by process of elimination more than Brian going up and grabbing that that silver ring. I think Dean emerges as a potential next bachelor in this episode though. If he doesn't win. That's a that's a good point. It's, we need to keep a running tally of who we think is going to be the next bachelor. All right, well hey, that's the wrap up. That's the long wrap up of a of an average episode. Um we appreciate you listening. We really do. We hope you had a good time. Next week, there are two episodes, which means our recap, AB, what do you think? We'll What's probably the plan, drop Rim? We're going to drop it Thursday. We're going to drop it Thursday. One long recap or two recaps? One long recap, just because it'll think? take too long. Yeah, because, yeah, just timing-wise, I won't that's, have time. That'd be to, a three-hour recap, Rim. Um... Well then, I guess we'll just have to surprise people. We'll update them later. Then I don't know what I don't know what the plan will be. I don't know what to do. I, we're you're convincing me now in this moment. We got to do two. We got to do two. Period. Oh God, it's gonna be a tough week. So next week. Uh, anyway, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Um, met some met some uh, Rosecast listeners this week in AB that I didn't know. Uh, a couple people left some really nice reviews recently on Fantastic. Apple Podcasts, which we love to read. We will shout those out. On the Twitter account as well, which is at RoseCastES. So, uh, anything else, AB, you want to say? This is uh, Refer a Friend week still going on, Rim? Um, let me check the calendar. It appears yep, Refer a half friend, <laughs> Yeah, Refer a Friend week is still going on. So, for every friend you refer, um, what's, you get a prize to be determined later, a.k.a. never. Refer your friends, folks. We appreciate it. And we love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>